Weekly Fantasy Roundup, hosted by Andrew Skinner and Aaron Bishop. Welcome back to another fun, exciting, fact devoid episode of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Skinner, joined by my co-host, Mr. Aaron Bishop. What's going on, pal? Mr. Skinner, it's almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas. Christmas vibes are in the air. Santa Claus is coming. Santa, yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm hoping I've I've been a good boy this year, and all I've asked Sandy. Oh, have you? <laughs> well, depends what group chat you're most active in. <laughs> People in the guillotine league would would argue that, but TPLC, I've been a good boy. I haven't done anything bad. Just kind of doing my job. Guillotine league. I've been kind of a dick. Maybe Just Santa Claus won't notice yeah. that, but <laughs> I I had a very short wish list for Santa Claus this year. I said, dear Santa Claus, I've been playing fantasy football a long time. So if you could just bring me a couple of fantasy championships this year, I'd really appreciate it. And well, you're well on your way to one. Well, yeah, maybe it could be, a, could be a couple. Could be could a be. couple. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. As we'll get to in TBLC talk, I was victorious in my semifinal or excuse me, my quarterfinals matchup last week. So not one and done this year. That's fucking checked that off the list. Like we said last week, there's no worse feeling in fantasy to make the playoffs work hard all year, just go one and done. I hate it. So once you get semifinals, once you get that one playoff win, I feel like you can feel good about your season no matter what. So I got the win I need in TBLC. So I'm in this TBLC semis. I'm in the halftime heat semis. I'm in the uh, best ball elite uh, semis with Cam, that one on sleeper, uh, the – Best ball pool where you just draft it and forget it. Uh, shout out Trevor Lawrence, who's just come on in recent weeks and fucking carried my team. Uh, and then I'm in the final three in the guillotine league, which is technically semis. So semis in four, four pools. It must be nice. It is <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. We're near semis in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got a semi just thinking about it right now. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Every time I, I got a semi just thinking about all these semifinals in general, but the second I click on decapitation nation, that semi becomes a full on rager. Full just on Nick Chubb. <laughs> full on Nick Chubb. You've got a great reference. So yeah, it's been a good fantasy season so far for me. I'm hoping there's at least one title in my future Two would be nice. If I could be the first ever, Skinner slam winner. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, if there is even such a thing, Justin did it like Justin in back-to-back years, won TBLC and decapitation nation, which is incredible. I can't foresee that ever being repeated, but if somehow, some way I was able to take home both titles in the same season. Oh man, it's possible. I've got my work cut out for me in TBLC, uh, but the guillotine league, I mean, the red carpet's been rolled out there. Yeah. I mean, the hands are in the air. People are cheering me on like, way to go, skin dog. I just got like amazing race. Everybody at the end is waiting for you to come. (laughs) I just got to walk through the door and cut that ribbon. So we'll see if it plays out like that. But I'm sad that uh, you can't feel this jubilation, friend. I felt it last year. And, you know, I won my league the year before that. You know, I won baseball league the year before that. So I'm good. So you've been there. You've been there. You know how it feels. Yeah. It feels yeah. good because the rallies that look, man, any 
pseudo fantasy sports enthusiast puts literally hundreds of hours into their team on any given season. I, if I had to calculate how many hours I've spent, you know, talking, thinking, or researching fantasy football in this current season, I could not put a number on it. So no. it feels good to know that like, know. right. I don't want to know either. No. So it's good to know that that work has gotten me very close to the finish line. I've done very well overall in my leagues. Yeah. I've had some leagues that I've done awful in that two QB league on sleeper. I fucking bombed. Uh, there's another league. My brother and I are in that. I bombed uh, my buddy, Adam shout out to Adam uh, last place in the guillotine league. The man who took over the uh, double elimination reveal. I joined his startup keeper pool. Absolute shit heap. Just fucking, you know, like I had leagues where I did poorly, but I've got four leagues where I'm really dialed in, you know, right there at the finish line. Didn't stumble in, you know, TBLC comfortably made uh, the final four in a potential position to win. Same thing with your league, uh, the best ball elite league. Same thing with that. And the guillotine league, of course, I'm in a position to win there. So I, I, I can say unequivocally that I'm happy with this fantasy football season and I can only become happier if there's a title or two or more even at the uh, the end of it. So time will tell. Indeed. So a little NFL talk before we get this thing going. Usually I just kind of let the show slide, but there's something I, I absolutely cannot let go. Like I can't, the show is on pause until we talk about this specific incident. <laughs> okay. That fucking new England Patriots and Raiders oh. game. <laughs> oh my yeah. fucking God. Yeah. What the fuck? What the, the fuck? fuck man? I've watched a lot of football in my life as you have. That is probably one of the single craziest things I've seen live while watching football. That's up there with that Stefan Diggs touchdown against the Saints in the playoffs where Buddy just fucking absolutely like, tried to tackle him like a dolphin with no arms, just like, whoop, whoop, just dove at him <laughs> head first. Buddy missed, and, and Diggs is like, okay, just <laughs> walk off touchdown for the win. That was fucking crazy. But this was fucking lunacy, man. That whole game was lunacy. That touchdown at the end that they couldn't overturn because the game was fucking bumped from prime time. So, like, because it's not featured on prime time television, they don't have as many cameras. If that was a fucking Sunday night game, they would have had 50 different angles of that. They would have been like, yeah, he was out of bounds, no touchdown. But because the game got bumped, didn't have all the Fox cameras there they would have usually had. They only had a couple of shit angles. Calls it a touchdown somehow. How in this day of age is that something like that happened? I don't know, man. Like, I thought pylon cams were automatic. Do they yeah. only put the pylon cams in if the game's on fucking prime time? How does that make sense? How does that make two, sense? What do they have? Two sets of, of, of fucking pylons in the stadium? Oh, she's not on TV, boys. So I'm about, fuck it. We don't need this. So odd, man. Just fucking yeah. leave them in there. I don't get it. A pylon cam would have caught that perfectly, man. Mm -hmm. And then, right. of course, because of the no cameras, they call it a touchdown because it was ruled a touchdown on the field. And then the complete sure. and utter fucking madness ensues. Mm -hmm. So because it's the Patriots, man, 
Haynes are going to roll. I would not be shocked if Bill Belichick, like obviously everyone's blaming Jacoby Myers. Oh, Jacoby, why would you throw it back to Mac Jones? Cut like a bag of milk. What do you think he's going to do if somebody tries to tackle him? They're going to kill him. Chandler Jones literally like, like pushed a child. Move, child. Yeah, right. And didn't even sprint to the end zone. Just like, I'm walking in. Nobody's tackling me. That was so fucking the poor guy, man. <laughs> but I think, honestly, I think Ramondre Stevenson's one to blame. He's the one that fucking started. Like, yeah, you had a good run. Okay. Like, you broke a few tackles. You got inside 30. Awesome. Great. Why are you trying to lateral? There's not a player on that fucking field that's like, yeah, let's go. Just take it, man. Go to overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Right. So then Myers gets it. He's like, uh, uh, what I'm going to do. do. I feel like, uh, I feel like, we should keep an eye on that Patriots game this uh, coming weekend. I feel like there's a couple of those guys that may end up uh, not playing as much as usual. And Belichick, don't give a fuck, man. What a fucking play. And that's like, that may end up costing New England their fucking season, man. They're right in the playoff hunt. They were 7-6. Yeah. and six. They were in a position to win that game. Now they're 7-7. Seven and seven, And they got a tough matchup against uh, the Bengals this weekend. And they got a couple other divisional games left. I think they might play the Bills again and the Dolphins. Not good, man. That's one they needed. Not good, yeah. No, that's not good. The Raiders did their best to do what the Raiders do, and that's blow games they should win. And Ramondre Stevenson was like, hold my football. (laughs) Game over. Literally hold my football. Yeah, Yeah, literally. (laughs) Well, at least he passed to his teammate. Jacoby Myers. Literally, like, like... Mac Jones, the look on Mac Jones' face must have been like, oh, my oh, God, I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> Followed by, why the fuck is this coming back to me? Like, what am I going to do, throw it forward? Like, oh. you know the QB is the last line of defense. Very odd. Yeah, and he just got fucking, like, just destroyed like a little kid, man. <laughs> yeah, he, like, very casually so stood him, yeah. like, nope, you're not going to tackle me. I've no. spent more time in the gym in one day than you spent your life. Move, child. <laughs> That's it. It's like it's like going to a playground full of fucking grade ones and you're the only adult. It's like, all right, kids, <laughs> who wants exactly to fight me? And you just fucking hold your arms out and you can keep them all at bay. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Crazy. Crazy fucking no, no. crazy, man. Crazy. So it's ironic because I felt like my Patriots hatred has subsided since Tom Brady went to the books. But in that moment, I was like, yeah, fuck New England. (laughs) You think about the tuck rule, which was against the fucking Raiders years ago. And I was like, it's all come full circle. It's not a fucking playoff game with a trip to Super Bowl online, but baby steps, right? Yeah. So anyway, shout out New England, shout out Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers for literally immortalizing one of the greatest botch plays of all time. That will be replayed for fucking ever. That and, oh, uh, Matt Ryan is now benched. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's benched. Oh, I mean, their season's over anyway. Yeah. Matt Ryan now has the dubious distinction of being on the losing end of the biggest playoff comeback, or excuse me, biggest Super Bowl comeback of all time, 28-3 against Patriots years ago. And now the biggest regular season comeback of all time, 
33 to zero. Yeah. They score 33 points in the first half and three points in the second half. Yeah. (laughs) Just fold. Just fold your team. Go to the CFL. See if you can beat the fucking Red Blacks or the Argonauts. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's awful, man. Awful, awful, awful. And I don't, I don't honestly, I don't think Matt Ryan played bad. I think Jeff Saturday sucks as a coach. Oh, yeah. Like you get 33 points, you should be winning the football game. That's all in the defense and the coaching strategy. 100%. Buddy, I could fucking pull a fucking instruction manual off Google and figure out how to win an NFL game by when you're up by 33 with only half of the game left. I could figure that out. Like, okay, uh, block him. Uh, when he tries to pass, like, don't let him do it, and we win. Oh, look, 33 27. <laughs> right. 33 to 27. They had a hell of a comeback, but we got him. But no, sir, not Jeff Saturday. No fucking way. So I don't really blame Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan actually played a pretty good game. Uh, but that, that defense obviously let him down and absolute piss poor coaching. People are calling for the first ever interim coach firing. Like they fired the coach to get him the interim job. Now they're like, fuck it, man. Get the interim guy. Get an interim interim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, like when you pluck a guy off ESPN, you know, <laughs> throw him into the fucking fire like that. What do you expect? Yep. He had a, uh, I mean, he had a, you know, emotional win in that first game against the Raiders. Yeah. But it's been all fucking downhill ever since. So love to see it because my Titans are not nearly as strong as I thought they'd be this year. But the only team that's even remotely close to them is the Jags, who are game back, and the Titans uh, lost to them earlier in the year. So the Titans just got to keep their lead on them. But I think the Jags have a good schedule, though. They're up against the Jets, I believe, this week. Jets are very good at home. They're beatable. Air beatable, but not through the air. Let me read you some information, courtesy our friends at Fantasy Pros. Tough matchup for Trevor Lawrence. He'll be without starting left tackle, Cam Robinson. Left tackle is like your your main squeeze as a QB. He's a dude that watches your ass. So he's out. That's bad. The Jets are allowing the league's third lowest passing TD rate, 47%. Their defense has allowed the third fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks since week six. Thumbs down from Trevor Lawrence. Week six, this is what, week 17? Week 16. That's 10 weeks. That's pretty good. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have his hands full. I think he's going to be hurried uh, a lot in that game. I think he's going to make poor decisions. I still think he'll find the end zone, but there's – it's going to be a disappointing game, I think, for Trevor Lawrence and his pass catchers. Could be an ETN game, but I think this is going to be a slower game. That's one on the ground on both sides, just um, I guess. So, anyway, another fun, exciting action pill. Uh, excuse me, another fun, exciting action filled show. As usual, we have Mr. Davin Crickus go down in the guillotine league. He was the quote bubble boy bitch. Or bubble bitch boy, bubble bitch, bubble bitch, bubble bitch. Okay, I wasn't sure what you called yeah, yourself. Yeah, because I was the bubble bitch bish or bubble, bubble bitch bish, bish or, right? Yeah. 
Well, he was Bubble Bitch Davin this year. So anyway, yes, Davin was eliminated from the guillotine league this past week, ensuring that myself, Spencer Bugden, Sean McClain, will take our places on the podium. We will be receiving money for our efforts. Who finishes what place and who receives what money is to be determined. But we are down to three. And then TBLC this past week, we saw a very exciting quarterfinal go down. couple of upsets, a couple of close margins of victory. Looking forward to going over that in detail a little later on. Of course, we got the shirt of the week. There was a manager, man who, a bit of a villain in this show, <laughs> may or may not be highlighted in our shirt of the week. And, of course, we got Bishop's Corner, where we talk all things your fantasy leagues, as well as a little gambling and whatever else you feel like discussing in that segment. So get us started, my friend. Start us off. Bishop's Corner. Bishop's Corner. Here we go. This is corner. Let's start off with um, the headlines this week. Um, have you been following or paying attention to some of the baseball signings? Uh, yes. The Mariners, Teoscar Hernandez. Woo! Oh, no, no. Come Swing on now. That, that's a lot. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Live uh, trolling on the podcast. Yeah, no, that's Woo! good. That's good. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Uh, yes, um, I, I was thinking more songs. along the lines of this Carlos Correa fucking shit going on. Yeah. So, you tell. Yeah. Okay. So originally, Carlos Correa is supposed to go to the Giants on a 13 year, $350 million contract. Apparently, some shady shit went down with the Giants. Um, uh, they're saying that the physical came back and they did not like what they saw in the physical. Korea is saying they're full of shit. So he went with the Mets and he signed for 12 years and $315 million. And he he's going to be playing third base. Yeah, I asked that in the group chat today. Because the first thing I thought was, don't they have Lindor on a gajillion year contract? Where's he going to play? So third base, that's interesting. Off he goes again to the National League. Ah, yes, sir. The Mets will probably do baseball things this year. (laughs) Hopefully. Um, So Trey Turner signed again. Uh, Bogert, Xander Bogert's moving on from the Red Sox. I saw that. Fuck you. Very David interesting Clinton. contract. I think they're signing him up until he's 41. Yeah, it's a bad contract for <laughs> I don't And I, I think they even that. admit it's a bad contract. Like, why why would they do Forget that? Forget Bobby I, Bonilla Day. We're gonna be having fucking Xander Bogart's day. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So look at this now. Correa, Turner, Bogarts, and Swanson, they all signed for a combined. billion. Jesus. Isn't that fucking crazy? Y'all got any more of that money? (laughs) Oh, my God. Baseball's alive and well. (laughs) Yep. Fuck. Salary cap, anyone? 
Shout out to a literal billion dollars handed yeah. out in contracts in the last week. Fuck. Just on four players. <laughs> it's nuts. Oh, you know what? If I'm getting a baseball thrown at my head, you know, I'm 100 miles per hour. I'd want to be paid pretty good too. So, yeah, I understand. That's about what you're making at heaveway.com ish. Yeah, but yeah, something similar. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the in the range. In the range. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, moving on to some uh some league action. Halftime heat last week, as you mentioned in the chat, my predictions were not very good. Oh, um, for two. Nailed it. Two. Indeed. Uh sloppy fries, Colin defeated. The clever team name by a score of 146 to 124. And Cam, two girls, one cup, defeated the ultra magnetic MCs by a score of 206.8 to 165.7. Bad beat for John. You know, you don't like to see Cam moving on in any kind of situation here, but if there's any silver lining in this situation, is that his high score of the year came in the playoffs, not during the regular season, and he will not get that money that I shipped to Gary Nolan today. <laughs> wow. Would well, that 206.8 have been the high score of the year? It would have been, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait to play Cam this week. I'll have a great time. <laughs> right. So, yeah, speaking of which, next week or this week coming up, Mr. Gary Nolan, fresh off his bye, faces Colin. That's going to be a good little matchup there. Uh, I one, think one seed against a four seed. What kind of fucking malarkey is this? <laughs> what is this malarkey? <laughs> Halftime eat craziness. Maybe I'll just keep it unseeded forever. Who knows? Hashtag reseed. Yeah, Fuck. it should be reseeded next year. Next yeah, year. Fucking man. Whatever it is with this. I only started reseeding TBLC literally this playoff season. But uh, yeah, in the second matchup, we have yourself facing Cam. Um Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. I got, look, man, I got pieces. I got Jamar. I got Kelsey. I got AJ. You do. Her, Herbert's been very hit or miss. Uh, McKinnon's been coming on strong. He's got potential to be a fantasy fucking waiver darling. Meanwhile, yeah. Cam's team is just a fucking juggernaut. Juggernaut. Yeah. He got Mahomes there um, going in Seattle. You know, Mahomes is going to do Mahomes things. Uh, Dalvin Cook against the Giants. That should be a decent game for him. But yeah, I do think Cam will put the victory against you this week. Um, yeah. It'll be tough for you to. I think so it. too. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. The reality is that I've really had my way with Cam and fantasy this year. Beat him both times in TBLC, beat him multiple times in our sleeper pools. I mean, it's been beat him that fucking week where, uh, where I only have fucking one quarterback for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's uh I've done very well versus Cam in fantasy football this year. I think he gets one back against me this week. So yeah. Tis and what it is. Just briefly looking over Nolan's team here. You know, he's got Burrow and he got Mixon, Pollard, Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs. Oh my god, yeah, Montgomery. And the, you know, like yeah, his bench is a uke. <laughs> yeah. Uh Perrine, Pickens, yeah, I think I think Nolan's gonna not really have a much of a challenge with Colin this week. Man. I think Nolan might win by 60 points. To be I honest. think so too, yeah. I think this is just going to be a total obliteration. 
I don't know yeah. how Colin's team is. I don't know either, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> if I was playing Colin in the playoffs now, which uh, hashtag reseed, I should be. I would have a full-on fantasy rager right now, knowing that I was basically already have my ticket punched to the halftime heat finals again, but no reseeding. So, yeah, so it might, it should be a cam versus Nolan finals Two, I think so too. I think that's going to be a good one, but it is noteworthy. You're owing two on your predictions last week. I am. I would accept if you were one and one in your predictions this week and the one loss was my matchup. <laughs> well, but I do honestly, right? I do honestly believe that Cam will beat me. So yep. shadow Cam on your preemptive win. Yes. And good luck to the four remaining managers. Okay. Between the pipes this week. What do you think Skinner? Do you think I got to win this week? Uh, is that hockey? Yes. It's hockey. Yeah. Then no, I don't. I did get a win this week. Oh, I know. Jesus. I won six to four, but I barely beat a guy who didn't set a lineup all week. So, uh. Jesus, yeah. you got teams not setting their lineups already? Yeah, this guy, he uh, did not set his lineup once all week. What a bum. Yeah, he's got people on IR in his lineup. So I'm like, I'm call gonna... him out on the show. Call I'm him out on, him the on the show. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh. Fuck him. Come on, Matt. Come yeah, on, Matt. Buddy. Fuck you, Matt. I'm uh, Matt Conway. <laughs> yeah, Matt Conway. Get your shit together. Jesus. Fuck. I mean, honestly, look, assuming it's on Yahoo. Okay. It Even is. me, as a longtime fantasy hockey manager and fantasy hockey commissioner, I am not that dedicated to my hockey pool. Okay. It is what it is. I love football. However, there is a button called Start Active Players. And then we hit that. You have the option to select rest of the week and the check marks go. Check, 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 check. Boom. Lineup set for the week. If you have no interest in managing your team, you could at least do that. I mean, come on. Yeah. But at least put your IR people into your fucking IR slots, pick up a right. waiver, and hit the set active players. That's all look, I ask. Look, look, Matt Conway. I don't know who you are. Okay. But I know Sandy Claus just around the corner. There's no right. goddamn excuse not to be set in your fucking lineup. Okay. So get off your ass. Okay, put away your fucking Boom Beach, whatever it is you're into on your phone. Okay, stop watching fucking Big Brother reruns. Okay, take time, set your goddamn lineup. Okay, set your goddamn You can fucking mix your strawberry daiquiris or whatever frilly drink you're into after that, but set your lineup first. God damn it. Listen to Skinner. That's right. Oh, shit. All right. Well, congrats on your gifted victory. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, the fantasy king, John, he's actually the fisting of the week over Scribby D and the Beaver Pelts, eight to two. Uh, just one before I die, Gary Nolan defeated no pucking around by a score of seven to two. Cam, the Cove Canadians, defeated Laleen's left side five to four. You know, that stuck right in Barney's craw, never likes losing to Cam. Who does? And the, the Nick Todd Chiefs, Joel, defeating on McLeod 9 by a score of 6-4. to four. And today we had a big trade. Wow. A trade. First of the year. First of the year, I think. It must be. I'm so happy about it. It must be the first of the year. We had Megan 
realizing and saying in the group chat that her team was complete shit. She needed to make some changes. So Megan traded Gino Melkin, Scary Terry, and Moritz Cedar. Cider? Cedar? Cider. Yeah. Cider? Up and coming <laughs> rookie defensive for Detroit. He may have won rookie of the year last year. But she traded these guys to John for Brady Kachuk and Aaron Ekblad. Not bad. I mean, I, like I don't it. fucking know if it's a good trade or not. Maybe. I don't know anything about Nothing hockey. Done. I, I, I like the, the gumption to get something done to realize that, yay. You know, it's still a little bit early, but something's got to be done with the team. So go do something about it. Yeah, like shout it. out to being willing to uh, to manage your up. team and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like set your lineup. Unlike right. Matt Conway. Fuck you, Matt Conway. Fucking Matt Conway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But yeah, good job, Megan. And good job, John. So hopefully that turns things around. Um, the standings, John's in first, uh, Bernie Laleem's left sides in second, then Nick Todd Chiefs are in third, just one before I die is fourth, Cove Canadians are fifth, Scribby D and the Beaver Pelts are sixth, Scissor Me Daddy Bernie seventh, Two Sticks One Puck eighth, On McLeod nine, ninth, and No Pucking Around tenth. Moving on to XFBBL. Somebody called this a taco league this week in the group chat. And I, I agree. We have people also not setting their lineups. And, you know, I get it. Like some people are busy. I've missed setting my lineup one or two days here and there. It happens. But when it's a consistent weekly thing, it's not good. It brings the whole league down. And you're right. This fucking, this fucking league is a taco league. I water it down with all the different categories. I, I fucking polluted this league. I ruined this league. I don't care for this league anymore. I'm done. Like, <laughs> it's my own league. I don't even care for it. I don't have time for it. So I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, this is going to be the last year for the XFBBL. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done with fantasy basketball. Just, wow, just, breaking news. Breaking news right on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. This is corner for the first time ever has folded a league right on the show. Right on the show. Yeah. Said I need to trim down Bishop's corner. What better way than to fucking turn? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm talking too much. You I guys heard it for heard it here first. First of all, this is the last year of XFBBL, so rip rip best my league. And Rip no more mentions yeah. of it on Bishop's Corner. If you guys all can't set your goddamn lineups, if you guys are all fucking Matt Conway's in that league, you're not even getting mentioned on this fucking show no more. <laughs> no more XFBBL shout-outs in Bishop's Corner. Done. Rip. Andrew, new Andrew, good luck. <laughs> you, probably, you probably got this, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'll go through the standings one last time. <laughs> on vicious corner <laughs> and you'll never hear the words xfbbl mentioned ever again so right now daddy pool andrew number one kick punchers number two fantasy king number three the cove cowboys number four shogun masters number five spidey cakes number six foxy lady number seven damn at a bio number eight you know what 
maybe I'll maybe I'll keep up just for damn Adebayo's sake because he's moving on up the standings and I like it. We can just have the weekly damn Adebayo updates. That's that's what we're gonna do for now on. It's just the weekly damn Adebayo updates. Love it, love yeah. it. Yeah, my man. Good for him, man. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. That's a good story from from this league. Uh, myself, no suit for you. Number nine, team injured out game time decision. Ten, Bernie and his vicious high fat percentage. Number eleven, and his friend Jamie's fantastic team. Certainly not fantastic at number twelve. Um, let's go on to some gambling. Now we're talking. Yes. How was your gambling this past week? It was fruitful again, was it not? Uh, medium. I had a couple of okay bets. I had an interesting opportunity this past weekend. I often talk about the concept of hedging your bets. So I had a little parlay this weekend. I had Browns Ravens under, I had Colts Vikings over. Then the report was that the Dolphins and Bills was going to be a snow game. So I bet that under, I got the first two right and the line didn't move stayed at 44 and a half. So I then made a second wager, hammered, and I mean fucking hammered, the Bills and Dolphins to go over. So I guaranteed myself a win. Either I was going to win my first ticket, which was 20 to win 130, or I was going to win my second ticket, which was 50 to win 110. And I won the second one. It went over because there wasn't nearly as much snow as people were forecasting. So I won 110 bucks. But uh, one of my long-standing bets is not looking as good as it once was. As you know, I put a lot of money on Jalen Hurtsman, the MVP. Yes. Um, and he's been fucking balling every week. But now Jalen Hurts is hurt. Going to miss at least one game. Could be the rest of the regular season, depending on how it plays out for the Eagles. And his MVP chances are in the toilet now. On a $200 wager, at the high point, they were offering me 285 on a cash out. Now that cash out is all the way down to $70. Oh, gross. So I'm just going to let it ride now. Might as well, yeah. Might as well. So, yeah, overall, I had a good gambling weekend, but my future wagers, um, specifically on Jalen, not looking as rosy as they were last week. How was the bet the mortgage pick of the week last week? Oh, we would have won a house last week. And then some 49ers did their thing. They did their thing, yes. A house and then some. Yes, God, they look good. Fuck. Love it. Yep. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Yes, sir. Trey Lance is sitting at home somewhere like. Just in a corner. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. This was supposed to be me. <laughs> now he's going to come back as like the backup, or they might even fucking bring Jimmy G back on another friendly team deal as the backup. Maybe they should Trey Lance off somewhere like fucking Jetsy with Sam Darnold. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, so this week, the bet the mortgage pick of the week. Detroit Lions minus two and a half for the 1.83 odd I have here. Uh, I'm bet 365. I'm looking at Detroit Lions minus two and a half for 1.86. A little better. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, on that, I do like Detroit as well. Firing on all cylinders will continue to play hard. Meanwhile, the Panthers looked all but dead. Last week, they couldn't run the ball for anything, and Detroit's got a uh, run-funnel defense, meaning you got to throw on Detroit, and that is fucking Sam Darnold. It's going to be pick, 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 pick. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to lock that in right now. Set. I would even 
I would wager. parlay that with the Buffalo Bills straight up. Let's go two units. Detroit Lions minus two and a half. I'm going to throw in a little bit the mortgage pick of the week this week. This one I'm not super confident in, so maybe bet the heat bill pick of the week, little baby bit. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm feeling the Eagles plus five, despite losing Jalen Hurts. Look, Jalen Hurts doesn't play defense, okay? That Eagles defense is legit. The Cowboys have struggled. Last week they lost to the fucking Jaguars, okay? Who will always be the Jags, and they barely beat the Tek- Texans. It took a fucking ninety-eight yard miracle drive to beat the Texans. Okay, they would have lost that fucking game too. Yes, the Eagles are obviously not going to be as prolific with Gardner Minshew. We saw what fucking Minshew mania was in fucking Jacksonville a couple of years ago with the stash and the wild hair and the fucking hairy chest. Dude was fucking killing it. Probably banged. Thousand broads in one season. <laughs> Probably so. Did, yeah. I think Minshew Mania with all them weapons: AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard coming back. Miles Sanders going to be hungry after embarrassing himself last week in Chicago. I think mm-hmm. the Eagles are going to cover plus five. May win that game. Maybe not, but I think the Eagles plus five is very good. Lock that in for a couple of units. There you go. All right, another wonderful edition of Bishop's Corner. Let's uh, keep the train rolling and get into some shirt action. Shirt of the week. Now, typically, friends, my co-host and I, Mr. Bishop, we like to give one shirt each, you know, like, hey, who was your shirt? Hey, who was my shirt? And we go back and forth. I'm like, oh, great pick, great pick. This week, friend, there was only one option for the shirt. There's only one option, yeah. One matchup in TBLC was decided by 13 points. That man had the second highest score of the week. He ran into the only team he would have lost to. The man who lost was Cam. Man, who we played was Joel. And that shirt on Camp's team, none other than Miles Sanders, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. What a fucking trash effort for Miles Sanders. Chicago. He was coming a, up a 28 point game the week before. Right? Chicago is a fucking super plus matchup for running backs. It was a fucking gift. For Miles Sanders, the Eagles should have been able to get up big on the fucking Bears and then just bury them on the ground with Jalen and Miles Sanders running the ball. Yet Miles Sanders couldn't do anything. 11 carries to 42 yards. And he caught his only target for minus 13 yards, which is... Now, that was interesting. Um, The catch was like a catch, but it was immediately fumbled. And then the defense returned at 12 yards. So he actually only caught it one yard behind the line, but because he fumbled and they returned at 12 yards, that counts as negative 13 rush yard trim. So it's not quite as bad as it sounds. It's not like he caught one ball way back behind the line of scrimmage and just ate shit. So I'll at least defend him in that regard, but the stat line is what it is. So those fucking 12 touches equated to a woeful, 
1.9 full PPR fantasy points. As noted, Cam lost by a mere 13.08 points. Very close margin feet. And Miles Sanders was a member of the decapitated team, chucking darts. So slam dunk, no other option. One share of the week, Miles Sanders running back for the Eagles. How do you feel about it? I think it's a great pick. And hey, it fucked over Cam's season. So you love to see it. Yep. And as an aside to all the logical reasons why we should have picked Miles Sanders for the short week, fuck Cam over. <laughs> exactly. Sorry for your luck. <laughs> Sorry for your luck. Yeah. Better luck next year. One and done. So there you go, friends. You heard it. Miles Sanders running back for the Eagles. Your shirt of the week. Are you bored as fuck? Is the wife nagging you? We haven't done shit since COVID. Ugh, can't we just go somewhere? Well, Heaveaway has a solution for you. Our professional travel agents will help you plan and customize your perfect vacation. All-inclusive resorts, river and ocean cruises. You bet your ass we do it all. So I gotta ask you, do you have a dream or a wish? You better call Bish. Visit us at heaveaway.com. Let's move on now and get into that TBLC playoff matchup. Let's talk about what went down in quarterfinal week. TBLC. Unlike your pool friend, Halftime Heat, there are no buys in TBLC. There are no rewards for finishing first or second place. No, sir. If you want a TBLC title, you got to go through three grueling, emotional, traumatizing Playoff rounds to get to that elusive TBLC title. Four of us were able to do so. The first of which, this guy, Turd Ferguson, smashed the real Slim Brady by a score of 147 to 121. No one and done for me this year. No, sir. I remember recording this time last year, feeling like my life was over. My Christmas ruined. Really? Santa Claus wasn't coming. And even if he was, who cares? I had nothing to look forward <laughs> to anyway. I was one and done in my pride and joy, my baby, TBLC. I want nothing more to, than to compete for a championship every year. Last year, I did not get that chance going one and done, no, sir. But this year, this year's different, Bish. I made it. I overcame the real Slim Brady. Dominant fashion, 26 points. Now, my 147 wasn't huge. I would have lost to one, two, three of the seven possible playoff opponents. So that is noteworthy, but it was good enough. My 147 was highlighted by Josh Allen. Hello, 43 points. Holy shit. AJ Brown, 27, not to be outdone by Justin. Jefferson, 30 points. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown, 15. What did I tell you about my team? Say what you will about my running back situation. That fucking wide receiver trio is going to give me a chance to win every single week. Yep. This week, yep. my wide receivers equal 27, 30, 57, and 15 is 72 points for my goddamn wide receivers, man. 
So you throw Josh Allen on top of that? I was just going to say, sprinkle a little Josh Allen there, a little Josh Jacobs. What do you got? W. Davin went into the playoffs on a dubious four-game losing streak, and that trend continued. I said when we faced off last week that we were two teams heading in opposite directions. Me with the four-game win streak, Davin with the four-game losing streak. I thought those trends continued, as did you. And they did. And Davin was disposed of. So shout out to Davin last year who got off the proverbial snide and TBLC finishing basically last every year. Last year, he actually got third and got himself some money back. But this year was not meant to be. He was a playoff team, but he did fizzle out in round one. I said all season that I thought that Davin was a bit of a paper tiger, not to the extent that Steve Powers team is, but a paper tiger nonetheless. And I thought that this playoff result was pretty obvious. So, Turn Ferguson, moving on to round two. Joined by somehow, someway, Calvin Ridley's motherfucking therapist did it again. But I called it. I called it. Steve what Powell, a bitch. It cost me 50 goddamn dollars a Skinner. God Thank you. It. Oh, yeah. We'll get into the bracket results as well. Shut it. Steve Power did it again. I said right here on the show last week, I said, this has been a storybook season for Steve Power. It ain't going to end with a one and done the playoffs. No, sir. He's squeezing out one win in the playoffs. And did he ever squeeze it out? Steve Power put up a paltry 125 points. Out of the seven playoff teams, Steve Power's 125 would have been good against the real Sim Brady, 121, and Shogun Master, 103. That is it. Five of the seven playoff teams would have scored enough to beat Steve Power this week. But in true Steve Power fashion, he found that opponent again. I don't get it. The fairy tale season continues. <laughs> he left the pins and the needles in the voodoo doll. He didn't touch anything. He said it worked last week against Spence. I'm going to leave well enough alone. Just do it again. That's exactly what he did. He defeated Shogun Master by score 125 to 104. Let's go over C Powers' woeful 125. Geno Smith, 16. Who the fuck would have started Geno Smith against San Francisco? In the playoffs. <laughs> Awful. James Conner, 18. Wow, James Conner still getting it done. Dalvin Cook, 27. Huge game. DK Metcalf, 13. Not bad. Brett Murr, 12 points. I mean, he also went to the playoffs and benched Travis Etienne. That was the man that he fucking traded Travis Kelsey for straight up. And then when the playoffs comes, you bench him. And he wins. And he wins anyway. It's fucking Steve Power. How? How? It's unbelievable. You traded Travis Kelsey. For that man. And you bench him in the playoffs. And he still won. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. with the incredible win, C Power moves on to the second round of the TBLC playoffs. And Shogun Masters season is done. Shout out to Spence. Pretty good season. You get 50 bucks for having the most points against uh, kind of limped into the playoffs. 
Um, yeah, just wasn't a great team. Had some like high ceiling options. Bit of a bad beat when Kyler went down. I thought that DeAndre Hopkins ceiling came down a little, and it did. It's just no real big games here. Took a shot on Chris Moore. Uh, did not pan out. Uh, Christian Watson came down to earth. So great season, Spence. Uh, didn't work out for you, but you're a competitor. You'll be back in the playoffs. Moving on to more reasonable matchup. Labrador Colts defeating football team by score 160 to 151. Justin lamenting his bad luck in the group chat saying, uh, can the uh, top four point scorers move on? Can we like throw out conventional rules and just make it so that I can keep playing? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to just do that. All right, guys, time out. Everything time out. No longer head-to-head. It's actually just the top four scores. It's like a modified guillotine league. Top four scores move on. The bottom four scores don't move on. And we all have fun. Yay. <laughs> That's not how TBLC works. Sorry for your loss. If you wanted a higher seed to get an easier opponent, you should have won more games, but you didn't. As a result, you ran into Sean and you lost. Sean's 160 was the third high score of the week. Very nice. Highlighted by the aforementioned injured Jalen Hurts. Sucks. Sucks that in the playoffs now, Sean McLean's got to go into the semifinals without Jalen Hurts. You hate to hear that. 35 points for Jalen. Tony Pollard, 15. Najee Harris, 15. Jalen Waddle, 20. Demonte Smith, 18. Travis Kelsey, 20 points. Nice to see that Sean started Travis Kelsey. I hate <laughs> Sean to go in the playoffs and be like, well, it's just, I mean, I used to have Travis Etienne there, and now I got Kelsey. I better, I better sit him just in case he has a bad game for me in the playoffs. So nice to see Sean starting studs. Hashtag structure studs. That's right. Right. Bishop Nels. Uh, and the Browns defense very nice spot start against Baltimore and Caleb Huntley is that his name? Tyler Huntley excuse me Tyler Huntley got him 20 points uh, Justin's 151 was also pretty good it was a fourth high score of the week uh, but it was not meant to be for a football team who sees his season come to an end in the quarter Finals, bad beat Justin, the 2020 champ, will not be adding another TBLC title. No, sir. But this man, Sean McClain, OG of TBLC. He's like one of only a couple OGs. I think myself, Gary Nolan, Sean McClain, and I want to say Cam are true OGs. A couple of guys came around the second year like Spence. Uh, but Sean McLean is one of the OGs joining year one, one in year two, 2013 champ, I believe. So shadow Sean McLean for making another run, the playoffs. Here's hoping that that run ends this week. And moving on to our final matchup, the most exciting matchup of all guy with this Skinner tattoo, Joel Bryant defeated cam Cove Cowboys. By score 190 to 177. Cam's 177 would have been enough to beat all other playoff teams except for Joel. That is a very bad beat. You'd love to hear it, though. That's a shame, huh? <laughs> That's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Cam was lamenting his bad luck going into the playoffs. Saying, oh, yeah, I got to play Joel. And I think he... Then conveniently went back to reference the trade that you guys made early in the season when you had this league. 
I'm done with this league this season anyway. Uh, I don't care what happens this season, blah, blah, blah. I think Cam is just saying whatever Cam needs to say to make himself feel better. Yep. He feels like this TBLC season is tainted. That's too bad. Oh, my God. I mean, he had a big week. That that big trade of Joel, is there anybody on that team even still on Joel's team? No. (laughs) Did anybody that I traded Joel make any fucking kind of impact this year? No. Fucking get over it. Jesus Christ. Get the fuck over it. Fournette fucking grandfather Fournette didn't do fucking shit. Jonathan Taylor's ankle all year. Didn't do shit. Fucking Debo Samuel. Where the fuck is Debo? Where's Debo? Injured? Oh, my God. Who didn't see that coming? Fuck me, man. <laughs> wow. Bishop unleashed. <laughs> called it, called it, called it. Eat it. <laughs> Get wow. <over> it. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. I mean, tell us how you really feel. Right, just go from zero to sixty really quick. There, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Cam saying that this that this season's tainted is a bit of a cop out. Like Cam continued to compete. I think Cam made a couple of trades himself after that, so I feel like that's just his way of soothing his pain. But yeah. I know he's pretty fucking rotted. As I mean, look at the score he put up: one hundred seventy-seven full PPR points. That is an impressive score, way above the league average of like one hundred thirty-eight. So, yeah. But it was not meant to be as Joel put up 190, highlighted by Dak 26, CMC 26, Zay Jones. Wow, 35 points. Right. Canvas felt great watching Joel spot start Zay Jones, only to watch him implode in his face. Jamar Chase 19. Dawson Knox, another spot starter. Joel's like, fuck, screw the tight end again. Dawson Knox 22 points. Why not? <laughs> David Montgomery gifted, fucking gifted to Joel by Justin. And oh, look, Joel started him. Let's wheel this back a second. Justin's lamenting his bad luck. Oh, I lost. Well, Justin, you traded Raheem Mostert for Dave Montgomery, and Raheem Mostert, uh, you benched him. So why would you even <laughs> fucking do that? And uh, Dave Montgomery, who you had on your team, if you uh, didn't make that trade, you would have won. Oh, it's your fault. Nobody else's. You trade Dave Montgomery, you eat him all season when Herbert's cutting into his workload. The second Herbert goes on IR and Monty's unleashed, you're like, nope, don't want him. You trade for Mostert, awful fucking trade. And then you don't start Mostert. What was the fucking point? Dumbass trade, dumbass result. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Justin, your season's over. You deserved it. Cam, your season's over. You probably deserved a better fate because you put up a badass score, but that is fantasy football, my friend. So I apologize for your loss. Sorry for piling on you a little bit, but better luck next year, homie. If you're enjoying the show, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening. So, after the dust has settled in the TBLC playoffs, we are now moving on to round two. Before we discuss round two, we need to discuss our bracket challenge, friend. 
or busted bracket challenge. <laughs> well, you can speak for yourself. I had a perfect round one going a perfect four for four. You not so no. much. No, I believe uh, I've already won. <laughs> oh, yeah, money's been spent. <laughs> perfect bracket. I successfully predicted every matchup. Got a little close between Justin and Sean. And if that had swayed your way, it would have been a whole new ballgame. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it was not. And I won. I got a perfect bracket. So no more no more bracket challenge updates. That one's over. <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> if I can continue my perfect bracket. I hope so, because I did pick myself to win. That would be oddly appropriate based on how everything has gone. For me in fantasy this year, if I could cap it off with a perfect bracket in TBLC playoffs. Double or nothing. <laughs> Double or nothing? Double you want to do a second bracket from here? Fuck it, why not? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, okay. Fuck it, I'll give you a chance to win your money back. I'm free rolling. Fuck it. All right, so, well, I will stick with my bracket then. I will stick with my prediction of myself over the Labrador Colts. And I will stick with my prediction of Joel over C Power. I will agree with both of those, and I will take Joel in the finals. All right. So basically, if it comes down to me and Joel in the finals, uh, if Joel wins, you get your money back. And if I win, uh, I get another 50. And of course, if either of those matches this week does not play out, well, then it's a, it's a wash. Yeah. So Washington double or nothing. All right. I'll accept that. Best of luck, friend. Good Look, luck. I'm a, I'm a gambler like yourself, but I'm always about giving a man a chance to win his money back. So I will absolutely accept your wager. Let's do a bit of a deep dive on these matchups. Let's first take a look at myself versus Labrador Colts. Uh, as I predicted last week, I thought myself when I made my bracket, I thought that me, I thought I had a decided advantage over Sean that has only widened because as mentioned, his quarterback was Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts has gone down. Not only does he have Jalen hurts. He also has Devonte Smith who shares whose uh, ceiling rather comes down now with Jalen. I have a lineup, of course, granted I have AJ Brown ceiling also comes down, but it's got to affect Sean Moore. He's going from Jalen hurts 35 every week to Trevor Lawrence, who has been good. We did a bit of a deep dive on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags earlier in the show. I think he's in for a rough game on the road against the Jets this week. I think Sean is going, and that's on Thursday night. I think Sean's going to be starting out with like 12 to 15 and in a bit of a hole off the hop. So also uh, Philadelphia, great defense. I don't know what Pollard's going to do. So that's tough. They had their divisional rivals who hate each other, haven't played each other yet this season. So we don't know how that's going to shake out for Pollard. Harris has a good matchup against Las Vegas. That's also going to be a cold weather game. That game could very well be won on the ground. I see he picked up KJ Osborne chasing those points. I mean, when's that going to work out? <laughs> KJ Osborne is going to catch two passes for 12 yards. And Sean's going to be like, I hate my life. Jalen Waddle's going to have a great game. Devontae yeah. Smith, again, don't know what we're going to get with Minshew in there. Kelsey's going to feast against Seattle. I'm thinking 30 burger out of Kelsey. Interesting, he picked up a uh, replacement running back for Jonathan Taylor, Deion Jackson. 
Zach Moss was a featured back when he first went down. Like they gave Zach Moss a majority of the carries after that. But I'm interested to see how now with time to assess that whole situation, how they proceed, who gets the line share. It could be Jackson. It could be Moss. So shout out John being willing to gamble. You don't know what that workload is going to look like. Plus, I think the Chargers are going to build a lead. He may be taken out of that equation altogether. So bit of a question mark in his flex. Meanwhile, my team, Josh Allen in Chicago. We just shot with Jalen did in Chicago. Josh Allen doesn't have the rushing chops that Jalen does, but he is still a very good rusher in his own right. I think Allen gets two through the air, one on the ground. You're looking at 35 for Allen. You're looking at at least three touchdowns for Allen. Yeah, you're probably I'm, you're probably looking at four. Honestly, I'm thinking four. That would be, I mean, let's go for ten. Fucking all <laughs> the touchdowns for Josh Allen. Uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, the Pittsburgh game. I think that game could be one on the ground. I've got Josh Jacobs there. Josh Jacobs going to feast against Pittsburgh. Rashad White uh, against Arizona. Another game that could be one on the ground. I anticipate. The Bucks building a bit of a lead against Arizona may want to get White some more reps over an older Fortnite. I feel like they win that game handily. It's on the ground. It could be a good game for White as well. AJ lower ceiling should still do football things. Jefferson monster. St. Brown plus 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 matchup against Carolina. They're fighting to stay in the playoff hunt. He's alleged, excuse me. He's averaged 11 targets a week over the last six weeks. He's going to get at least that many targets, and he is going to make the most of them this week. Currently tossing a coin between Friar Muth and Chig. This is where I'm weak, right, at a tight end. Friar Muth has been great all year. Last week, he didn't get a single fucking target. Now, if Kenny Pickett comes back, I'm sticking with Friar Muth. But if Pickett is out, I'm going to have to go with Chig Conquo. But then there's also the chance that Tannehill's out. So if Tannehill's out, then I'm going to have to find someone else. So that could be a real bad dirt throw for me at tight end. That would suck. If he's got a 30 burger from Kelsey and I've got spin the wheel dirt throw at tight end, that could be a decided like 25 plus gap. Yeah. You should probably actually go into the mindset that you're actually going to be down 25 out of that spot. Yeah. 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 So that's something I have to monitor very carefully. I currently have Lazard in as my flex at Miami. I feel like Miami's going to put up a lot of points. Green Bay's going to throw a lot, but he was only involved to the tune of two targets last week. Now, granted, they didn't have to throw the ball a ton. That game was won by A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. I don't suspect Green Bay will have that luxury this week. They will have to throw more. Aaron Rodgers may look for a safety blanket more, but maybe he doesn't. It's a gamble. That's my current flex. I could go to Algier, who had a real good game last week. I may end up flexing him. I'm not sure yet. I've got some okay options. I was hoping to go with uh, Bam Knight. Mike White's out again, and I am not. I made the mistake of starting him last week with uh, Zach Wilson in. Not this week. I don't touch any Jets with Zach Wilson under center. Mike White gives them all the higher ceiling. Zach Wilson, I'm out. So, But I still... I still you're like weak, myself. Yeah, you're you're weak in tight end, you're weak in flex, but you're strong everywhere else, pretty much. Yes, yeah, yeah. pretty strong everywhere else, yep. So I got to think I've got the edge here. If Sean had Jalen, I might be, you know, I might think this is closer, but I really think that this is going to be a, 
a comfortable win for myself. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But I think that I'm going to get the win, and I don't I don't anticipate it's going to be close. I think it'll be closer than you think, but okay. I do think win, yeah. All right, so we both agree that I'm going to win. Let's move on to the second. Uh, actually, wow, breaking news. What's going on? Joel Bryan actually has a bye to the finals. What is going on here? <laughs> Jesus. Ah! <laughs> Your reaction was so oh, genuine. So, holy shit, what's going on? What's happening? What just happened? No, that's just me throwing shade on Steve Powers' LOL's team and LOLOL season. The dream is about to be firmly ended for Steve Power. I think this is going to be one of the most embarrassing semifinal matches in the history of TBLC. This might be a 100-point difference. Yeah, that's why I mean. I'm not even kidding when I say that. I'm not trolling. This might actually be a hundred point difference. When I said to Joel that I think he'll lap him, that's what I meant. Like a hundred fucking points. I don't see any other way. James Connor, let's go over power scene right quick because he is the one seed. Geno Smith against KC plus matchup. I agree. However, they just lost. They just lost Tyler Lockett to a broken finger. Tyler Lockett now becomes Marquise Goodwin. Bad beat. Lockett had touchdowns like seven or six consecutive games, man. Huge blow to the Seattle offense. Yeah, so you're looking at 15 tops. Yep. Connor is going to get fed, but he's also going to run into a wall because um, the Cardinals have a third-string quarterback. They are going to stack the box against Connor over and over and over and make that guy throw the ball, and it's going to be ugly. So Bad one for James Connor. There, so. I think Dalvin has a very good game. Uh, DK could have a good game, especially with locking in lineup. There's absolutely, you know, that's absolutely possible, especially against a porous KC secondary. Absolutely room for DK to have a big game. If Gino and DK can hook up for multiple touchdowns, that could be interesting, but it's a big if. Darius Slayton, dart throw. Elijah Moore, dart throw. TJ Hawkinson, not cutting it lately. Travis Etienne. Oh, Travis Etienne, he's starting him. Wow. Okay, that's nice. I'd see him in the old BN slot. That's interesting. Look at the dark throws on this bench. Van Jefferson, Josh Palmer, Zega Pacheco, Raheed Shahid. What is that? Is that a person? Raheed Shahid? <laughs> Joel's got him dominate at every position. The only question mark is Dak at Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia is a very good team and a very good secondary. You cannot throw in Philadelphia. So I'm interested to see what he gets out of deck. CMC is on the waiver wire. I see. Can you imagine Joel certain Purdy? I would love to see it. Washington's Washington's tough defense, man. I think McCaffrey's going to be fine. McCaffrey's matchup proof. Walker should do very well against Casey. Although it is possible Walker could be phased out. If Casey builds a big lead, Walker doesn't catch a ton of balls out of the backfield. So that's at least noteworthy. Uh, Devontae, cold weather game. How's this for advanced stats? Derek Carr in 30 degrees or below, 0-6 in his career, never scored more than 20 points. No way. Yes, I've been doing a lot of deep dives on my guillotine league players, and Devontae Adams is one of them. So, um, Raiders pass catchers could be ones to avoid. 
I'm not suggesting that in a regular redraft semifinal like this, you'd bench Devontae Adams. Maybe somewhere like a guillotine league could be worth benching. So it is noteworthy that I I do suspect that Adams has yet another down game this week. Certainly not a ceiling game. Uh, Zay Jones, again, we talked about the Jags at the Jets. Don't necessarily think that works out this week. Zay Jones is a spot starter at best. I think that Joel gets a bit of a floor game at him this week. Jamar Chase could be a bit of a trap game against New England. Spoiler alert, I dropped him in the guillotine league. Wow. To bait one of my opponents into picking him up. Wow. Did it work? Yeah. Uh, well, he's on the wire now, not available to be picked up until Friday. Okay. Okay. I'm certain that Spencer or Sean will pick him up. He could have a game against New England, but certainly not a ceiling game. So uh, Chase should do okay, though, like middle of the road game. Dawson Knox, Derek Throw. Don't think they're going to need to throw the ball a ton on Chicago. It's just a matter of whether or not Knox gets one of those early touchdowns. He's so boomer bust, man. Dude is fucking two points or 22 points. There's no in between. And Dave Montgomery against Buffalo again. Dave Montgomery is the lone bell cow there now, but Khalil Herbert is practicing. There is some chance he comes back this week, and they love to give both those guys the ball. If Herbert comes back, Certainly brings Monty down a couple of pegs. All that said, this team is way, way, way better than Powers team. Oh, my God. Yeah. The current projected gap of 17 points is a joke. No, I think Powers is going to get 95. I was trying to add it in my head. I don't see him going over 100 this week. Maybe, maybe 100 is his like max, but I'm thinking Joel's going to throw it another 160, 170. Yep. I expect oh. a very large margin of victory for Joel. Yeah. Joel's got all his players going Saturday or Thursday. He's got the Chargers defense Monday. I suspect that Joel's in a place on Monday for the absolute trolls that he can just bench the Chargers defense when he's already up by 50 points. That's what I anticipate. I agree. So we both agree that Joel is going to blast Steve Power into outer space this dream season, this magical fairy tale Disney esque season for Steve Power is about to come to a storybook ending. It's been a wonderful ride, Steve Power. Congratulations on the most hilarious fantasy football season of all time. But it's about to end, my friend. Take solace in the fact that not only did your team not deserve to make the playoffs, you made the playoffs. Next week, you get to play for money. Shout out. Somehow turn this dumpster fire to a team competing for real-life Canadian dollars in the <laughs> TBLC playoffs. So if all goes according to plan, Skinner Joel final, we're one step closer. The big question is, what's going to be the wager? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to look too far ahead. I don't want to jinx myself. I just want to, I want that to come to fruition. But there is something, uh, before we move on, there's something I want to bring up. As I mentioned earlier, I did reseed for the playoffs this year. Uh, I discovered that that was possible. I legitimately did not even know that was a thing. 
reseeding. What the fuck? I can change that. I thought NFL.com was so limited. I couldn't do anything. Once I found out, wrote a message in the group chat and said, hey, this is possible. This is how it's going to go down. Heard some displeasure from a couple of matters, uh, excuse me, from a couple of managers, namely Calvin Ridley Serapis. I don't know. Steve Power thinks that he can continue this dream against Sean McLean if there was no reseeding. But in any event, look, this should have always been the way in TBLC. This is not something that like, okay, guys, we'll put it to a vote. Like, no, this is just fucking numbers. I said before the playoffs started, I didn't know who was going to fucking win in round one, that, hey, we can do this, and this is how it's going to be. This is how it always should have been. But when Power mentioned that he had some gripe with me, you know, doing it, just announcing it before the playoffs, I did do some digging. And I said, I wonder. I didn't look too far back. I didn't look pre-PPR era TBLC. That's, those were dark times. But from 2018 onward, PPR era, I said, how would this have changed? How would reseeding have altered the course of history? For TBLC, would we have different champions? Would there be different names on the TBLC trophy? Had I been receiving, excuse me, had I been receiving the playoffs every single year? The answer is yes. TBLC history would have, in fact, changed, but not as you would expect. The 2018 champion was none other than myself. Mr. Turd Ferguson, shout out, TBLC champ. I would have won TBLC in 2018 regardless of whether or not we reseeded. I would have played Labrador Colts in the second round. I would have won. Gary would have played Mike in the second round. So it would have been three versus eight. Instead, it was eight versus five, three versus seven. The winners would have been the same. I was still defeated Gary in the finals. Nothing changes. 2019, Joel won TBLC. If we reseeded, Joel would have still won TBLC as it worked out in the semis that it was one versus five and two versus three. So the matchups were as they should have been had there been reseeding. 2020, however, would have been a major shakeup in the DNA of TBLC, the 2020 champion was none other than LOL football team, Justin Kennedy, who limped into the playoffs at eighth place at five and eight. Had we reseeded the playoffs, the 2020 TBLC champion would have been none other than Calvin Ridley's therapist, Steve fucking power. Oh, my God. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. The man who is most vocal against reseeding would be a TBLC champion had we been doing this since 2018. The quarterfinal matchup would have been Joel, third seed, against Gary. Excuse me, Gary, eight seed. Justin, seventh seed. My apologies. So, semifinals would have been Joel, third seed, against Gary, eight. Joel would have won. Then it would have been Power, fifth, against eventual champion Justin, seventh. Power would have won. And in the finals would have been Steve Power, fifth seed, against Gary, eighth seed. Steve Power would have won. So had I been doing this since the beginning of the PPR era, 
Steve Power would have been the 2020 TBLC champ. Then, of course, 2021, last year, was yourself, friend. Shout out, defending champ. Receded. No change. As last year was a very dramatic year with the 4th, 6th, 7th, and 8th teams moving on. In the bloodbath, you ended up, uh, I don't recall, but it was 4 against 8 and 6 versus 7. So nothing changed, even if I did reseeding last year. So the point being is that reseeding doesn't really affect a whole lot. The best teams are going to find a way to get to the championship game anyway. Cream rises to the crop. The cream rises to the top. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Macho Man always said right before he snapped into a Slim Jim. That's right. (laughs) R.I.P. Macho Man. Um, so at the end of the day, this is always the way it should be. There's no reason that if a team gets a big upset in the opening round, that they should just be forced to play whoever's next in the bracket. There should absolutely be reseeding. I'm sorry that this wasn't something that was brought up at the beginning of the season. Cause honestly, I didn't know this was an option, but now that I know it's just something that can easily change. I'm not, I'm sure people, I'm sure the narrative people are spinning is, Oh, Skinner doesn't want to play Joel in round two. No, that's not necessarily the case. I didn't know I was going to be Devin in week one. Cam could easily be Joel. Mm-hmm. I just want the teams that should be playing each other to play each other. So you want the regular season. Do you want the seeding to mean something? Exactly. Why should you just be pinned to your bracket? It's like those stupid fucking NHL playoffs they got now. Like should be fucking one versus eight, two versus seven. Like what fucking happened to that man? So dumb. You know, you get these juggernaut second round matchups. It just doesn't make any sense, no sense, man. It's so dumb. You know, when you're looking at like Toronto versus fucking the Lightning in the first round, when those teams are really ranked like two and four in the conference, like it's so fucking stupid yeah. how they do it now. I never agree with that, and I still don't agree with it. So it should always be best versus worst. So that is how it will be in TBLC going forward. I apologize to those of you who disagree with this, especially would-be TBLC champion Steve Power. Sorry you feel this way, Steve Power, because you would have been the 2020 champ. With all that in mind, best of luck to the four remaining teams. Myself, Labrador Colts, Guy the Skinner Tattoo, Calvin Ridley Serapis. Good luck to all three of you not so much sean sorry sean we're playing each other gotta cheer for myself but may all your matchups be healthy may you get the best out of your players and may the best teams move on to the fun agreed good luck speaking of moving on let's move on to the guillotine league decapitation nation as mentioned in the intro, Mr. Davin, a.k.a. Chuckin' Darts, was a bubble bitch this year. Finishing in fourth place, he came, oh, so close to making the money. But, oh, so far away. <laughs> he finished with the highest decapitated score of the season. Again, cannot be shocked. Almost 130 points. 129.36. 
Highlighted by Josh Allen, 44. Tyreek Hill, 22. Stephon Diggs, 11. Josh Jacobs, 13. Tony Pollard, 15. Dalton Schultz down game, 3.5. Miles Sanders, shirt of the week, 1.9. Justin Tucker, a bit of a down game. Tough to move the ball when Lamar's out, just 5.3. And the Dallas defense, despite losing and giving up 40 fucking points, managed to get him 14.6. Wow, jeez. <laughs> but his 129.36 was not enough as he fell. I was the next lowest score, 142.7, so I beat him by 13 and change. I thought I was the man to go down. Very early on Saturday, my newly acquired Jonathan Taylor catches a little screen at the backfield, runs it up the field for 13 yards. I was like, oh, yeah, Taylor looks good. The next play, I see Deion Jackson. I'm like, it's odd. He just had a big game. Why would they take him out? Then I see Jackson again. Then Matt Ryan completes a pass, and they get him down inside the five. I'm like, oh, baby, here it comes. John the Taylor touchdowns. Let's go. And it's Zach Moss. I'm like, Zach Moss? the fuck is this? Sure shit. John the Taylor, questionable return. Then John the Taylor, out. High ankle sprain, 2.3 points. Buddy, I was fucking sweating fucking bullets. I was like, oh, my God. I've been talking about it all season. In-game injuries, and I'm about to get fucked in quarterfinal week with four teams left. I'm about to get fucked by an in-game injury. I had an in-game injury from Jonathan Taylor. I had a David Njoku pickup that went to shit, 5.8. And I had Devontae Adams' bus game, 6.8. And it did not fucking matter. <laughs> I hung on. It was a sweat. I think I said a couple of weeks ago, man, I just want to sweat. I don't want to get eliminated. Okay. I just want to sweat. And I believe you, a wise one, said, careful what you wish for. Well, I got my sweat last week, and that did not feel fun. <laughs> I thought I was dead. And then in a five second span on Sunday night, I got an Austin Eckler and Jamar Chase touchdown back to fucking back. Literally two consecutive highlights on red zone was Eckler touchdown, Chase touchdown. I was like, I'm safe. <laughs> Thanks to Jalen Hurts, 37, Justin Jefferson, 30, Eckler, 15, Jamar Chase, 19, Eagles defense, 19. So I hung on. Spencer was the first man through in a very dramatic week. He was pumped. He actually ended up with the high score in the week. Then me and Sean were kind of sweating it out. But then I got those touchdowns to get me to 143. So I knew I was safe. Davin was the low man in at 129. Sean had like 126 and change. He needed 3.3 at a Saquon Barkley. Did not take him very long to get it. And Davin went down, and his fucking $3 went with him. And then I was like, <laughs> bye, goodbye, see you now, bye. I was like, oh, wow, look at the mayor of Websville now. $8 to $1 to $0. <laughs> so that's what you got right now is $8. And uh, who, got, who got the one, Spencer? I currently have one dollar. Oh, 
because as I read down Dev's team, you probably had a little of your own. A lot of top tier players on his team. And now they're all on my team. <laughs> I bought all of them. I acquired all of the things. I said, this is what I saved my web for. It's time to spin the web. It's time to step down as the mayor of Websville. I no longer need that title for I must spin my web. I made a mission to spend $7 and I acquired Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen. And then for a little mix, little curveball, Amon Ross St. Brown. Noteworthy that Sean McClain, lower priority, did not get Amon Ra. They both had $0 claims in for him. I fucking knew Amon Ra's got a pristine matchup against Carolina this week. And I said, ah, I said, I will spend $1 just to make sure you fuckers cannot have him. So who, you're going to drop Adams on, on Sunday? Like, who are you going to Well, go here's the thing. You want to talk first world problems? How about, hey, Skinner, who do you start? I don't fucking know. I'm going to put five names in a blender, and whoever fucking comes out is who's getting started. But this was my last week of keep away. We're down to three now. Sean's got A.J. Brown, lower ceiling. De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, lower ceiling. Now playing with second and third string quarterbacks. I said, I got to keep away as many receivers from Sean. I can't have him getting those upgrades. Spencer's also got a couple of couple of fringe pieces at wide receiver with uh, CD Lamb, DK Metcalf. CD, I like. DK, I like too, but just, you know, Keenan, like all guys that are very good, but don't quite have those Devontae Adams, Amon Ra, Justin Jefferson. They don't have those ceilings. They just don't. I had to keep those away. I had, I was like, this is the time. This is why I had that commanding web stack. Yeah. I said, I'm going to spend it all down to a dollar. Now I did think that Sean would have spent his dollar. So I really thought that if I went into week championship week next week, I was going to go against a team with $0. So that kind of threw me for a loop. When I woke up this morning and saw that Sean still had a dollar left, I was like, okay, didn't spend it. Fair, fair. That means that should I get the heads up with Sean next week, I will only get priority claim on one guy because then I will bid a dollar for someone and then he will bid his dollar to get someone else. Right. Should I get heads up with Spencer next week, I would get priority on my $1 claim, obviously, and my $0 claim because of the points for. So I was playing it that $1 was going to give me two priority claims for championship week, assuming both my opponents had $0 left. Sean. Threw me for a loop. Didn't do that. But no matter, I'm only going to need one player next week. If Sean goes down, CMC. If Spencer goes down, Travis Kelsey. And this is fucking over. Look at this fucking team. Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Mark Andrews, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams. It's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. It's fucking beautiful. I have played, look, I know I'm the commission, and I know that I've been a real dick about this. So much of a dick 
team dinner actually left the group chat. He was like, fuck this. I can't stand for any more of the Skinner success left the chat. I made a point of saying about my Jalen wager looking bad with the uh, injury news. And he was like, yeah, I bet everyone feels real bad for you. I was like, "Ah, who cares? You and Chad pay for that out port of grave when I won the tournament last weekend. Thanks fellas. And then the old tip of the cap gift immediately said, fuck this and left the chat. (laughs) So I've been kind of a dick, but put all the, the mind games aside, man. What a fucking season. I have played this game to fucking perfection. I deserve a fucking championship. I deserve to be the fucking champion of this league, man. I have fucking earned it. I have played my web to goddamn perfection, man. You have. You played the keep away. You played the web. You made the trades. You've literally done everything you could possibly do. I fucking fucking ran over this league, man. Nobody's done anything to stop me. You did. You did. And you deserve the trophy. You do. You really do. And I, I honestly, man, it's, it's, there's obviously three teams left and I did survive scare last week, but again, in game injury, but assuming everyone stays healthy, like I'm going to win. There's no way around it. You know, Jalen went down and I was just able to buy Josh Allen. Oh, oh well, I guess a good Josh Allen. I mean, I'm projected that the high score of the week and I don't have a kicker and a defense. These guys got full fucking lineups. I'm projected to beat Sean by a point and Spencer by three points. I don't even have a full fucking team, man. It's abuse. This is abuse. So let's dial it back. Let's dial back all those crazy waiver claims I made. You made a good point. You said, who do you start? God damn. I don't know. Where am I? Well, okay. So obviously, Alan. Eckler, Jacobs, they're locked in. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews, I picked up tentatively because I believe that uh, Lamar Jackson's coming back this week. If Lamar plays, uh, I'm obviously going to go Mark Andrews. If not, I'll have to go to one of the high upside options. There's lots of options now. The only other own tight ends are Kittle and fucking uh, Kelsey. Right. So I'll find something decent. Yeah. But I think uh, Lamar is going to play. So Jefferson and Tyreek are locked in. They are 1000% matchup proof. After that, man, like, honestly, we've gone over the Devante thing at length. We talked about in Joel's TBLC matchup. You can't pivot away from Devonte Adams in a regular redraft semifinal. Absolutely not. Hashtag start your studs, but here. No, I, I do not have the courage. I see that green. I see Pittsburgh. Gives up the fifth most fantasy points. Great. But then you factor in the Derek Kerr, cold weather, on the road. Devontae sucked against New England last week. Pittsburgh's defense has been a goddamn juggernaut since TJ Watt come back. The steel curtain is back in full force. I don't want nothing to do with a Derek Kerr pass catcher. In fact, I'm almost tempted to drop him early to kind of bait, right? Kind of like I did with Chase, but however, there's also a chance that it's Devontae fucking Adams and he just finds (laughs) it anyway. And if I dropped him early as bait and somebody's like, oh, great. Thanks, Skinner. And then picked him up and he got 40 points on my opponent's team, I would be sad. Yeah. So Devontae, I think, is out for sure. But then it's it's fucking Stefan Diggs. 
you know, but I said early in this pool, man, stacks in a pool like this really scare the fuck out of me. So I'm thinking it's going to be Diggs and Adams. I'm thinking Adams is a drop for defense. I think Diggs is a hold. And if I need a kicker, we'll drop and I'll just have to get him back. Fair enough. But again, good problem to have. Yeah. This, <laughs> I know I overuse the hashtag first world problems, but this is first world problems. Not first world problems, first web problems. Oh. Now trending on Twitter, hashtag first web <laughs> problems, where you have so much web and bought so many good players that so you don't know what to do with them all. You physically cannot start them all. Hashtag first web problems. What am I going to do? Who do I start? When you're going to like fantasy help play pages, like, hey guys, I got five wide receivers, can only start three Jefferson, Amon Ra, Tyreek, Diggs, Adams. And people are commenting like, LOL, one team league. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, not a one team league, but it sure feels like it. Let's dial it back to sensible. Okay. Sean McLean is a very good fucking team. No matter how good my team gets, nobody is touching Sean McLean's running backs. Nobody. McCaffrey, Barkley, Henry. Wow. Henry against Houston. I think Henry has gotten 200 plus yards against Houston the last three, maybe four times he's played them. It's not even human, man. Yeah, I think uh, Spencer's team goes down this week, and I think you're going to grab yourself a 1T Kelsey. Yeah. Now, the only problem then, again, right, if Spencer does go down, do I focus on getting myself Kelsey, or do I play keep away one more time and spend my last dollar to make sure he does not get Mahomes? If you're in the final two, and you already got Josh Allen, and you need a fucking tight end, you go for Kelsey. Yeah. But giving him, yeah. You got to go for Kelsey, man. Obviously, got to improve my team first, but I've gotten to where I've gotten by not you allowing have. my opponents to improve their team. And I'm not in the final two or three, so what the fuck do <laughs> I? <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. It's uh, tough, but look, man, it is what it is. I keep saying this every week because it's true every week. These teams are fucking beautiful, man. Yeah. Look at these gorgeous sculptures of fantasy football teams. These are works of fucking art, man. Yep. Now I'm predicting a team with Mahomes, CeeDee Lamb, Dalvin Cook, and Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen is going to go right. down. I think so, that's man. the worst team in the league. It's the worst team ever. Yeah. Like, this team sucks. <laughs> right? Fire, yeah. According to our friends at Fancy Pros, for week 16, pork chop sandwiches, 100. Or say it ain't so, 99. Spencer's team, uh, 97. So, but again, that's not a whole lot of margin for error. You know, I can still go down. I can make the wrong decisions on these wide receivers. These teams are both very good. I just think that Sean's ceiling is a little lower. Yeah. Um, Herbert, it's been wishy-washy. Indy, tough game in the elements. Uh, also, Indy, as you mentioned earlier, bench Matt Ryan, rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor out for the year. 
Herbert may not have to throw the ball as much this week. Could be an Austin Eckler game. A.J. Brown, lower ceiling. DeAndre Hopkins, super lower ceiling. Derrick Henry, sky's limit. Christian McCaffrey, sky's limit. George Kittle, tough matchup. Again, may not have to throw as often. George Kittle may be used more as a blocker. The commanders have a decent pass rush shows. Um, time will tell how involved Kittle is. I don't know if he's that involved this week. Barkley's been hit or miss, had a good game last week. Could do well against Minnesota, but time will tell. I think Barkley is a solid play this week. So, so do I. Barkley, McCaffrey, Derek Henry against Houston. Jesus Christ, yeah. Some pretty good matchups there. In any event, none of these teams are bad. I just feel like, I mean, we've said it's Spencer's time to go down for a while now, but this could be it, but who knows? As long as it's not me, but it could be any team. Look, I've done well. I've done the work, but anything can happen. Last week, I had a 25% chance to go down and almost went down. This week, I've got a 33 and a third chance to go down. So all jokes aside, all fucking all fucking Skinner shit talk aside, shout out to myself, Spencer, Sean. Badass, awesome fucking season in the guillotine league. This league has got to be the hardest league to win. And the fact that three of us, three TBLC OGs, have made it this far is awesome. Look, I'm not taking away from Megan and Sean's run in year one or Justin and Ryan's run in year two. Look, awesome for those guys as well. But me and Spencer Shaw, man, they've been around since the beginning of the Skinner fantasy football thing. The whole thing. They've been around since the beginning. So it's nice to see a couple of OGs making a run at this thing. So yeah, no, that's awesome. And congratulations, guys. Good luck. Yeah, it's been a fucking awesome, awesome season. I'm sad that it's got to go. You know, someone's got to go again this week, but that is the nature of the beast. So I'll say the same thing here that I said in the TBLC talk. I just hope that none of us, myself included, are victimized by in-game injuries. I hope that all our players are healthy. Hope they all ball out and it's just best on best. May the best team win. I hope that I nobody has a fucking sweat like I did last week with Jonathan Taylor. Man, that sucked. You know, I get it. This league is fucking tough. All fantasy football is tough, but I don't want to see anyone go down like that. You know, Chad's season ended because of an injury. Mike's season ended because of an injury. Like, fuck, man. It just it sucks. But it, sucks, it is. Yeah. So let's hope we all stay healthy this week, fellas, and let's hope that the best team emerges, hopefully me, because I really want to get down to the finals next week. So I will say this, at least, yes, fellas, I bought up a lot of real nice pieces just last night, but hey, I only got a dollar left now, so that's good. No more of these Mayor of Wabsville jokes, no more uh, million-dollar man gifts. At least those are done because I'm, I'm not the million dollar man anymore. I'm the dollar man. You're Virgil. <laughs> oh, Virgil. Yeah. yeah, I'm Virgil. Yeah, I'm Virgil, but I got a whole lot of assets. So not much cash money, but lots of assets and way below Sean and Spencer points for God. Did I mention I've done pretty good this season? Once or twice. Ha <laughs> 129 <laughs> points back of Spencer. Love to see it. 
And I'm what, 71 points behind Sean? It's fantastic. So no matter what, I'm going to have the lowest points for. So yeah. that gets me to my first priorities on $0 claims. And I've got the dollar in my back pocket. So, all right. To summarize, we both select Spencer to go down this week. Again, not a shot at Spencer. Just is what it is. No real rhyme or reason. Couple of tougher matchups. Again, his team is still incredibly sexy. Can you imagine being in the semifinals of a redraft league now and looking at your roster and seeing that? For your roster. Yeah. All right, yeah. baby. I'm about to win a championship. I got Mahomes, CD Lamb, DK Metcalf, Kamara, Cook, Kelsey, Keenan Allen. Ship it. Off to the race. Not so no much. Bueno. <laughs> no bueno. So that is that. Another week of the guillotine league coming gone. Next week, we will be down to the finals in both TBLC. And we'll be down to the final two teams in the guillotine league. Is it possible? Is it fucking possible that your boy, the host of the show, the commissioner of the leagues, is it possible that Skinner himself can be competing for not one, but two Skinner titles? Is it possible? Do you think it is possible that I'm competing for two Skinner titles next week? Skinner. If you go ass to ass this year, we'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> but it's definitely possible. You want to talk about uh, denouncing XFBBL and canceling leagues. If I win both these leagues, my league members are going to denounce TBLC and Decapitation Nation. Somebody else will just steal the trademarks, steal the logos, start it all over from scratch and won't invite me. I'll be like, hey, guys. What about me and my trophies? I'll be like, fuck you. Those trophies don't mean anything. We started over without you. <laughs> I'm already like a very active chirper in my leagues. If you put even one trophy on me, it's insufferable. But if I somehow, oh some God. way, yeah. escape the 2022 fantasy season with the annual Skinner Slam, Everyone's going to want to leave every group chat. It's going to be fucking magical. (laughs) And we'll be never ending. God help us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's possible. So what do you think? We're down to three teams in the guillotine league, down to four teams in TBLC. You're thinking that I'm going to win the guillotine league, but you're thinking Joel in TBLC, hey? Yeah, that's correct. That's fair. That's fair. I hope you're wrong. I hope I win both. (laughs) You're going to be so sad if you don't win either one of them. Holy fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I we're getting close to the finish line now. I don't want to talk about any future titles or anything, because that'll be the firm hijinks. I'll lose Sean and then I'll get bounced in the fucking guillotine league. And then you'll be like, Hey, it's uh, Wednesday. Are we recording? And I'll be like, just fucking cancel my messenger. Like, hey, Skinner, where's the podcast this week? Like, just cancel everything. So, just go full cam mode. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, this season's a sham. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing under protest anyway. I don't even care what happens this season. Yeah. So, that's who I feel. But all this, yeah, no, I won't do that. <laughs> but I would be, to quote myself, a little upset. 
if that should come to fruition. But I don't think it will. No. I think next week has potential to be a very tense episode of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. I think so, too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So stay tuned, friends. Rejoin us next week to see if, in fact, the host, the commissioner, the man that nobody ever wants to see win. Because the reality is that who signs up for fantasy football league to watch their commissioner win? Nobody. Commissioner's there just to fucking take money and make sure that nobody cheats anyone, make sure everything's above board, and make sure everyone has a good time. Commissioner's not there to win. No, that's not what the commissioner Commissioner don't win. Commissioner just plays, loses, fucks off again. This is I'm breaking the mold. Okay. You got a commissioner, both these illustrious leagues potentially playing for not one but two titles next week. So stay tuned to next week's episode, friends, to see if that does come to fruition. To see if myself, Mr. Skinner, Turd Ferguson, Pork Chop Sandwiches is competing for two titles next week. Should be an action packed episode. So Santa Claus, if you're listening, please, first of all, deliver me to not one but two finals and then deliver me not one but two titles, please. Mr. Claus. What do you think? Can you get behind that, Bishop Claus, please? Bishop Claus. (laughs) I can get into the finals. I'll see what I can do. I'll sprinkle my mind, Bishop Dustin. We'll see what happens. Can you send an exclusive flight from Newfoundland to North Pole via heaveaway.com, our presenting sponsor, to get Santa Claus to come here to, to, to wish me the good luck and fortune that I need. Can you do that at heaveaway.com? We can do anything on heaveaway.com. I have a dream and a wish. You better call Bish. Better call Bish. All right, sir. Great episode as always. Oh, appreciate yes, you coming on. Uh, Merry Christmas to yourself, your lovely wife, your beautiful dogs, friends, family everywhere. Hope you guys have a safe and happy holidays. You, Mr co-hosts and everyone listening merry christmas happy holidays whatever you guys celebrate merry christmas happy holidays to you and everybody listening as well thanks guys and we will see you next week after santa claus has come he's gonna bring you coal <laughs> i hope not coal would be semi-final losses in both leagues i don't want coal no i don't want coal i've been a goodbye this year and i want <laughs> goodbye presents time will tell if santa will claus plays yes, there too We'll talk to you next week. See you, buddy. Later. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. You can contact us anytime via email at theweeklyfantasyroundup at gmail.com.